This is why we need a gender equal society, because misogyny means that men believe that things like expressing emotions are feminine and therefore not to be done by men. And that is hurting men. And I'm very happy that out there in the world are, thank God, many men trying to help their fellow men by getting them to see that breaking down the patriarchy makes the world better for men as yeah. much as it does for women. Welcome to How Women Inspire, where women lead, invest, and give. I'm your host, Julie Castro Abrams, founder and CEO of How Women Lead and managing partner of the venture firm How Women Invest, feminist, social justice warrior, mother, friend of 50,000 plus badass women, and an expert at helping top executive women get on boards and break down barriers for women entrepreneurs investors, and social impact activists. In this podcast, we interview women influencers and leaders from across the globe who are in the C-suite, founding companies, investing, and agents of change. We'll share stories of how women lead. We'll provide insights and data, tips you can put into action, and get to know the women who have fiercely and unabashedly stepped into their power in leadership and open doors for other women like you. We discuss topics ranging from the journey of getting a board seat, how we can counter cultural frameworks that change the way the world views women leaders, what we're doing to close the gender funding gap and driving equity for women in all aspects of life and career. My goal is that after every episode, you walk away feeling inspired, unstoppable, ready to level up and step into your power and influence. I want to break down the cultural narratives that hold us back collectively and those messy messages you heard that are taking up way too much of your brain space. I want you to know you're invited in because I know that together we can change the culture change opportunities, and create the future we want for our daughters and sisters and friends. This is our time. Are you in? Welcome to How Women Inspire. Today's guest, I've been looking forward to this. She is the founder and CEO of Make Love Not Porn. Pro-sex, pro-porn, pro-knowing the difference. The huge global response led her in 2013 to turn Make Love Not Porn into the world's first user-generated, human-curated, social sex, video-sharing platform, socializing, normalizing sex in order to make it easier to talk about and to promote consent, communication, good sexual values, and good sexual behavior, which is a crisis today. Her company's mission is to end rape culture by spearheading the social sex revolution. The revolutionary part isn't the sex, although for some people it must, might be, but it's actually the social. She speaks at conferences globally and consults, describing her approach, as I like to say, as I like to blow shit up. I'm the Michael Bay of business is a quote from Cindy. Everyone welcome Cindy Gallup. It is so great to have you on our podcast today. Thanks so much, Julie. I'm thrilled to be here. 
Well, the first time I talked to you, I just felt like I had found a sister talk, doing the real talk. So many of us have gotten so hurt by the ridiculous, conflicting, puritanical values that actually make all this dangerous stuff happen. So thank you very much for your work, Cindy. So happy that you're spearheading this to make it safer for our kids and all of us. So before we get into some more of the details, I'd love to actually hear, sort of, is there a theme song for you that is on the good days, the tough days? What song do you play that makes you get into a good headspace? I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift. <laughs> and um, <laughs> like there's shame in that. That's okay. Yep. No. And um. And I mean, I find that you know her songs are just great to kind of solo dance around my apartment. Yes, exactly. And, and um, yeah, just um, a whole bunch of her songs really. So so yeah, Taylor Swift is my go-to elevate your mood. Um, Excellent. Song. I love it. I love it. So where did you get started? What inspired you to to launch this? And I would love to know sort of what kind of responses you get around the world. Sure. So everything in my life and career has happened by complete accident. And Make Love Not Porn is no exception because I have a business that was a total accident. I didn't consciously intentionally set out to do anything I very bizarrely find myself doing now. So it came about because I date younger men who tend to be men in their 20s. And about 15, 16 years ago, I began realizing through my direct personal experience dating younger men, that when we don't talk openly and honestly about sex, porn becomes sex education by default in not a good way. And so as a naturally action-oriented person, I went, I'm going to do something about this. So 14 years ago, I put up on no money a tiny clunky website at makelovenotporn.com that in its original iteration was just words. The construct was porn world versus real world. Here's what happens in the porn world. Here's what really happens in the real world. I launched at TED in 2009. I became the only TED speaker to say the words come on my face on the TED stage six times in succession. The talk went viral as a result. And it drove this extraordinary global response to my tiny website that I had never anticipated. Thousands of people wrote to me from every single country in the world, young and old, male and female, straight and gay, pouring their hearts out, telling me things about their sex lives and their porn watching habits they'd never told anyone before. And I went, oh my God, I've uncovered a huge global social issue. And so I then felt I had a personal responsibility. I had to take Make Love Not Porn forwards in a way that would make it much more far-reaching, helpful and effective. And so I turned it into a business designed to do good and make money simultaneously. And so that's why today we are, as you said, the world's first and only user-generated, 100% human-curated, real-world sex video sharing platform. We are creating a whole new category that's never existed before, social sex. Because the way to think about us is, if porn is the Hollywood blockbuster movie, Make Love Not Porn is the badly needed documentary. We are a unique window onto the funny, messy, loving, wonderful, comical, awkward sex we all have in the real world. We are literally sex education through real world demonstration. And I foresaw the crater economy 14 years ago when I designed Make Love Not Porn around a revenue sharing business model to democratize access to income. So our members pay to subscribe, rent and stream social sex videos. Half that income goes to our contributors and we call our Make Love Not Porn stars. Excellent. Fantastic. When I first 
talk to you, my heart just bled and soared at the same time, right? My 20-year-olds, my daughter, in fact, she and her friends are like, you know, we won't date a man unless he's actively in therapy because they all have porn addictions. Like that's literally what they've said to me. And I think for those of us who are older and didn't grow up in this area, we don't understand what a crisis this is for kids. And for young men in particular, they're they're literally having massive issues with not being of impotence when they're with a human being <laughs> as opposed to with their computer because they are so whatever, overwhelmed with all of everything they've seen in their own performance or whatever it is, right? So how are you helping to turn that on its head and really promote good sexual values and behavior? And frankly, one of the things I think most of our listeners are going to be most interested in too is, is this mission of ending rape culture. Like how does that all tie together? Sure. So as a unique business, Julie, Make Love Not Porn has a unique capability. We have the power to change people's sexual attitudes and behavior for the better in a way that nothing else can. And so our mission is to end rape culture because we do that by doing something incredibly simple that nevertheless nobody else anywhere on the internet is doing. We end rape culture by showing you how wonderful great consensual communicative sex is in the real world. Our social sex videos role model good sexual values and behavior. And here's the important part. We make all of that aspirational versus what you see in porn and popular culture. And here's the interesting thing. I designed Make Love Not Porn to be fully diverse and inclusive, and we are. Our members, our Make Love Not Porn stars are, you know, male, female, trans, non-binary, straight, LGBTQ, all races, ethnicities. But in the 10 years we've operated as a business, we've observed that we are especially a revelation to men. More men send us appreciative emails, leave grateful comments than anybody else because Make Love Not Porn is something utterly unique that men will find nowhere else on the internet, which is a safe space where men can be and watch other men being open, emotional, and vulnerable around sex. You would not believe the number of men who write to us and say, I just watched my first video of Make Love Not Porn and afterwards I cried. I've been saying for years, I wish society understood the opposite of what it thinks is true. Women enjoy sex just as much as men, and men are just as romantic as women. Yet neither gender is allowed to openly celebrate either the fact, and we'd all be better off if they were. I picked up a wonderful Twitter exchange last year between two men. The first man had tweeted, as a joke, he tweeted, Hey guys, I've got this really weird fetish. I've got this kink where I want to watch porn, where people are honest, loving, loyal, decent, and really like each other. Hit me up with your hottest links, please. What a concept. <laughs> and an another man replied to him, and he said, there's this website called Make Love Not Porn, where you can see real couples fucking and making love. He said, I watched a video where the woman said to her man, I love you, while they're making love. He said sincerely, I cried when I heard that. We are one of the solutions to toxic masculinity. And the comments men leave in our videos, one man left, left a comment. He said, you make me want to be a better man in the bedroom and in life. Oh, Cindy, I want to cry. I know. I know. Yeah. And I think for sex is a vulnerable thing, period. And really using that as the gateway for this emotional vulnerability for men is so critical. I have a son as well. And one of the things that's so obvious is in our society, men don't talk to other men about things that are emotional mm. very often. Mm. Um, 
And they always say that's why they need women in their, you know, therapists have said to me and about my kid, he tore his ACL once. And the, the therapist was like, he just needs to get a girlfriend because he needs to talk to someone and he'll talk to a girl about this, right? Kind of amazing how our mm. society has set, set men up to be so isolated and not have that. And the implications then for women and this rape culture that we're talking about, I think men, they over-index and don't know how to respond, right? And, and what is depressing about that, Julie, is that this is why we need a gender equal society, because misogyny means that men believe that things like expressing emotions are feminine and therefore not to be done by men. And that is hurting men. And I'm very happy that out there in the world are, thank God, many men trying to help their fellow men by getting them to see that breaking down the patriarchy makes the world better for men as yeah. much as it does for women. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. That's got to be the best clip of all. Everybody wins, right? So I would think, Cindy, some people would feel uncomfortable about what you're doing. And it sounds like lots of celebration, but I would love to hear, you know, what are some of the challenges that you faced, frankly, in this mission to promote sex positive values? Well, do you know, Julie, interestingly, in 14 years, Make Love Up Porn has received a universally positive response from everybody. And I can tell you that ultimately, with socializing sex, make it easy to talk about. Everybody is dying to talk about sex. Honestly, the conversations I've gotten into with complete strangers, the moment they discover what I do, are amazing. The only barriers I've encountered have been business and financial ones. Yeah. And that's because I had no idea when I embarked on building Make Love Not Porn 14 years ago that I and my tiny team would fight a huge battle every day just to keep it alive, let alone grow it. Because every piece of business infrastructure other tech startups take for granted, we can't because the small print always says no adult content. And that is all pervasive across every area of the business in ways that people outside the sphere don't realize. Historically, couldn't get funded, couldn't get banked, couldn't put payments in place, couldn't use the tech services I wanted to. And so I've spent the past 14 years parallel pathing two things, working to build Make Love Not Porn, working to change the business and cultural context around it. Because when you have a truly world-changing startup, you have to change the world to fit it, not yeah. the other way around. Yeah. And yeah. I'm happy to say that finally, 14 years on, the barriers are falling, which is why I'm now working to raise a round of serious funding for Make Love Not Porn to finally be able to scale the shit out of it and to build a number of product expansions to take us to being the Facebook of social sex globally, which is the game plan. Beautiful. Okay, so if somebody's listening to this, how do they engage? How do they find more information about that? And, and how do they engage with you? Sure. So to our listeners, do go to makelovenotporn.tv. Please sign up. It's free to sign up. And subscriptions start at $10 a month. So it's very cheap to support me and my team and my amazing community. Consider becoming a Make Love Not Porn star, you know, bonus income. You can find me and Make Love Not Porn on Twitter, on Instagram, at Cindy Gallup, at Make Love Not Porn. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm at cindygallop.com, my personal website. And I also have started a Substack. And that's because, as you can probably imagine, for the past 14 years, in amongst all the daily emails I receive, I get a ton of people writing, asking for sex advice. And I have to tell you that no matter how stressed out I am as a sex tech founder, when someone writes to me like the teenage boy who wrote a few years back and he said, you know, I'm having sex with my girlfriend 
please tell me how to make love, not porn. I want to know, and my parents sure as hell won't. Julie, when I get an email like that, no matter how stressed I am, I write back at length. And, and I got a reply from him saying that his girlfriend said, where did you learn that? <laughs> and so basically, I've started a substack called Dear Cindy. And so anybody can write in and ask me anything. And once a week, I reply. So I have an advice column, basically. So do go to Dear Cindy on substack. It's free to subscribe, but do also upgrade to a paid subscription because all the money goes to support Make Love Not Porn. And so for everybody who's listening, sort of if they wanted to, should they tell their kids about this? I mean, they're kids oh. watching porn anyway. Uh, no, 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 exactly. You know, I'm happy to say, Julie, that um, more and more parents are buying their teenage and 20-something children's subscriptions to Make Love Not Porn because they say to us, I want my kids to see what happy, healthy, loving sexual relationships look like. And and also, a very important part of, of what we're all about, which is also profound for people's children, is at Make Love Not Porn, we celebrate real-world everything, yeah. real-world bodies, yeah. Real world hair, real world penis size, real world breast size, real world vulvas. And the reason that's so important is because you can talk body positivity all you like. Yeah. You can preach self-love till you're blue in the face. But at the end of the day, nothing makes us feel great about our own bodies. Like seeing people who are no one's idea of aspirational body types getting turned on by each other. Yeah. Desiring each other, having an amazing time in bed. In a world where every message popular culture sends us, tells us, you are not hot, you're not sexually desirable, unless you are this skinny, six-pack abs, look like this. Our members write to us and say, you made me feel better about my own body. One man wrote and said, my girlfriend and I now feel able to be more open and sensual with each other because you made each of us feel better. Yeah, when we all feel sexy, we feel, you know, when you feel good in your skin... And you can't, I mean, there, there are things that you can't change. So it makes you feel sexier, want to have more sex, which is great. So when you have people who are really swimming in shame and the stigma around their own sexuality or might feel isolated or misunderstood, can you talk a little bit about, hmm. I mean, what happens in that substack? What happens? What is some of the, what are some of the messages? Yeah. You're well, here's a really important thing, Julie, because the power of make love, not porn is it's not just what we do. It's the way that we do it. So we are socializing and normalizing and destigmatizing sex in the real world. We're bringing it out of the shadows into the sunlight. And everything around Maitland Porn is consciously intentionally designed to do that. So many years ago, we were building the platform. My lead UX designer, the brilliant Uni Chase, said to me, everything on the internet to do with sex is dark and black. We're going to be white because we are bringing the light to sex. And so Maitland Porn is what I call a shame changer. And that is what our community welcomes. Uh, I tell you, one of the words we hear so often from our members, they write to us and say, your videos are joyous, happy, celebratory, life-affirming. And we hear this all the time, guilt-free. Yeah, yeah. This is sexual enjoyment without guilt. Yeah. And, um, and so that's a huge part of what we're doing because I've spent 14 years seeing up close the enormous human misery and unhappiness caused by the shame, guilt, and embarrassment we imbued sex with. And when you take that away, it's a revelation to everybody. Being at ease with yourself as a sexual being is huge. That's one of the reasons why we transform people's lives.
You've heard me say it before. My goal is for you to run the world. And let me tell you why. It's not just because I think you're fabulous, badass, and you know that I do. It is actually protective for all of us. When you have diversity on a board, for example, product recalls happen three times faster. Companies perform better. It's better for people, it's better for profits, and it's better for the planet. We need you to join a corporate board and we need you to know when to advocate for it in your day job. October 16th through the 20th, How Women Lead is hosting our extremely successful fourth annual Get On Board Week. This week is full of virtual programming, content rich, but also connecting, connecting, connecting. And we know 85% of all board searches, they're word of mouth and through connections. We wanna to connect you with private equity firms that are seeking board members. We wanna connect you with other women board members who've already done it, who are being tagged and can't take all the board seats that are coming their way. We will have board opportunities that we will share with you. Really, truly, this is our way to connect and propel you. This is one week. But what happens is people connect with people on LinkedIn or they create mastermind groups that they support each other all year long. I want you to step up and be part of the solution. My daughter needs you on the board. But I also want to inspire you to think about all the women around you where you can be the person who inspires her and says, I see you on a board. I think you should be on a board check it out. Come and explore. Invite 10 friends. Tell them that you believe in them. It's the greatest gift you can give. Somebody did it for you. And I want to encourage you to do it for another woman. I look forward to seeing you at Get On Board Week so we can get thousands of women on boards. This year, our focus beyond the private boards that we've always focused on, we're adding the private board space. It's time. Thanks for your partnership. Send the letter back down and help another woman get into action. So when you think about where you're going, I feel that you're at this pinnacle, this moment right now where it's like, all right, everybody, we made it. We've tackled all the challenges. We're ready to go big. What is the future going to hold? So here's the interesting thing, Julie, because I'm very, very encouraged given what I'm finding right now raising funding. Yeah. Because I have to operate an investor-finding strategy unlike anybody else's. I know that my investors are out there. There are a ton of them. They are impossible to find by the usual means because they all have one thing in common. Your willingness to fund Make Love Not Porn is entirely a function of your personal sexual journey. It's a function of your personal lens on sex and sexuality that has been shaped by your own experience of it. And I have no way to research and target for that, <laughs> especially because sex is the one area where you cannot tell from the outside what anybody thinks on the inside. The people who look like they would totally get it don't. The people who look like complete prudes do. So my strategy is I deliberately put what I'm doing out there all the time. Yes. Across my social channels, I do every media interview I'm asked to. I go on every single podcast because I have to make synaptic connections happen that will attract those investors to me. Now, theoretically, this is a long, slow, painful, and highly inefficient process. In practice, it works, and it's working really well. 
I am frankly gobsmacked at the amount of incoming investor interest I have on LinkedIn. Investors are reaching out all the time. Out That's of where they are, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Saying, you know, I see you raising funding. I'd like to talk. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. And so I find this enormously encouraging, Julie, because it means that people are getting it. And by the way, they are getting the huge financial potential. One investor said to me, Cindy, the only market bigger than yours is water. And they're right. And in an economic downturn, we are what you fund because we are recession proof and the market never ever goes away. So I am very confident that I will be able to raise the $17 million I'm looking for. And I'm really encouraged by the belief and support in the investors I'm now talking to. And all of this presages not only a great future for Make Love Not Porn, but honestly, a great future for all of us, because as I said, those barriers are finally coming down. So I'm feeling very encouraged. Well, and I feel like for most of us, you know, in addition to our own interest, our concern about our kids, our concern about, you know, our ne- the next generation, I think is so front and center for me anyway. What do you do? You said that you, you know, doing some things around kids, you know, making sure there's good education. Can you talk a little bit more about children's education? Absolutely, Julie, because so I'm raising money now to build out something I've had in the pipeline for many years, talked about publicly for years, but, but it's only now that investors are getting it. So parents and teachers began writing to me from day one of Make Love Not Porn. And so I want to build the zero to 18 and beyond version, makelovenotporn.academy. Bought that URL many years ago. There's a very old holding page there. So this is what I characterize as the Khan Academy of Sex Education. Because Khan Academy tutors on every other topic under the sun except this one. Mm. EdTech is exploding, not in this area. Yes. So I want to build Make Love Porn Academy on the same principles as Make Love Not Porn.tv, user-generated, crowdsourced, curated revenue share. Because I'm not about reinventing the wheel. This is an aggregation play. I want to build the go-to global hub for the world's sex education content. So the way it works is we'll build the academy and then open it up to sex educators all around the world. And I say sex educators very broadly, Julie, because I mean by that, not just formal sex educators, but sex therapists, sexual Mm. health and wellness experts. And we'll invite them to share their own content, coursework materials, books, videos, comic strips, whatever it may be. We will curate at the heart of everything we do lies human curation. We only publish what make them fully endorses. And we will then publish all of this content segmented by age appropriateness. So if you're a parent freaking out going, oh, my God, my six-year-old just lost this, what do I say? Here's where you would find age-appropriate tools and content to be able to have that conversation with a six-year-old. If you're a teacher of the class of 14-year-olds, here are your age-appropriate teaching materials. If you're an adult, access all areas. Adults are desperate for information as well. But the important thing, Julie, is that the academy will be where children and young people can access sex education without parental teacher gatekeeping. And here's why that's important. I have a friend who's a mother, and as you have to these days, she monitors her kids' browsing history. Mm-hmm. This happened a few years ago. Her son was eight years old, and she saw that on the family computer, he had Googled sex for children. So she freaked out, but did the right thing, you know, stayed calm, sat him down, went, darling, you know, I see you did this, talk me through it. And this anecdote is adorable and horrifying in equal measure because her son wanted to learn about sex. He was a child. He knew he was a child. He wanted to learn about sex in a child-appropriate way. Yeah. And so he very sweetly Googled sex for children. Aww. You can imagine what came back. He was utterly traumatized. Aww. And so the academy will be where an eight-year-old boy can enter his age, and we will only serve him 
age-appropriate sex education content. Mm-hmm. Now, some of this will be free to access, like that example, but we'll also charge to download, subscribe, bulk buy through a school, different revenue streams of different use cases. By the way, we're talking huge revenue. Mm-hmm. And we will then split the income 50-50 with its creators, the educators, the same way we do with our Make Love Not Porn Stars. Mm-hmm. Because right now, Julie, no one goes into sex education to make money. Yeah, I have friends who are brilliant sex educators all around the world. They face all the same barriers I do. Their content gets blocked on Instagram, yeah. Snapchat. They can't advertise. They can't make a living doing this. I want to change that because this is enormously valuable work. But I have three other agendas with the Academy because, first of all, when I build the educational component, I bring Make Love Not Porn social legitimacy. Secondly, I designed the academy to be a growth engine for the core business, because when you're 18 and over, you graduate to sex education through real world demonstration. We can send all the adults, parents, teachers, etc. there. And the third reason is because for the past 14 years, I've been working to prove concept. And what I mean by that is people have said to me every step of the way, oh, Cindy, you should go into schools. You should be on the curriculum. And I've said, no, I shouldn't. Because anybody currently trying to bring sex ed into schools comes up against the PTA, moral panic. Uh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. We but, can't even have the statue of David in yeah. Florida. No, that. no, exactly. But the people blocking sex ed from schools don't know what it would be like if they allowed it in. They just say they're really bad. In yeah. the heads, they have this abstract concept, Solomon Gomorrah will ensue. When I can show you the academy, when I can show you in one place the world sex education content, and you can finally see, as you never have before, how brilliant, informative, educational, healthy, and non-threatening it is. Yeah. That is when I get sex ed into schools. Yeah. And as one investor said to me, Cindy, the moment you launch the academy and 100 schools sign up, you're looking at a whole different value proposition. All right. You are such an inspiration. I want to know what prepared you for this? Like, What did you do before you created this, before you started dating the 20-year-olds? So my background is 38 years working in brand building, marketing, advertising. Ah. And, and in a way, Julie, while Make Love Not Poor was an accident, what is no accident is that I've spent 38 years working in advertising in the business of communication. I know, therefore, that everything great in life and business is born out of great communication. Sex is no different. Great yeah. sex is born out of great communication. And so all of those beliefs and philosophies have really kind of fed into yeah. Make Love Not Porn accordingly. You are a fantastic communicator. And I have to tell you, we met not too long ago. Introduction from a friend. Like I, That's right. I yeah. think everybody who's listening to this, it's like introduce Cindy to a friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, tell somebody about this because this is the way we're going to change and normalize and get rid of the behind the closed doors, dangerous stuff that's happening where no one's talking about things and people go into this. this it's just heartbreaking to me. And mm-hmm. you make me feel so hopeful. What would you say is a piece of advice or wisdom that you could share with people as sort of, uh, we're going to have to wrap up, I think, but what is a message you want to share out in the world? I want to say to every woman listening to this, I want you to get angry. I want you to get very, very angry. And I say that because as women, we are not expected to get angry. My skills don't do that. I want you to get angry because when we get angry, we make shit happen. I'm asked regularly, Cindy, what has kept you going through all of those barriers to make love not born for 14 years? And it's very simple because the thing that most motivates me is the dynamic that I characterize as I'm going to fucking well show you. 
Yeah. You tell me it can't be done. I'm going to fucking well show you. You put off my path. I'm going to fucking well show you. And so when we get angry, that is when we break down the old world order and make our future happen. Yeah. And by the way, I want to call out also my dear friend, Natalie Monina Nino. She wrote a book a number of years ago called Leapfrog where she interviewed me and a ton of other women founders on what she calls leapfrog hacks that help other female founders shortcut all the obstacles that we faced. Yeah. There's a line in her book I love because we're always told to start businesses and ventures around our passion. Yeah. And Natalie says, forget passion, find things you want to punch. Yes. Get very angry and make shit happen to change and solve the things that you feel angry about. That's I love it. And listen, everybody that I know is one of one of you, Cindy. I mean, tell us we can't do it. I am going to show you. So on that note, my friends, check it out. Engage your kids in conversations and join me in being a supporter of Cindy and making sure that we can change this mission to make sure that rape culture is no longer fomented in the dark corners. And that we are able to put a light on the beautiful thing that is the intimacy that we have with each other and make love definitely not foreign. So thank you, my dear. You are such a fantastic leader and I have had a blast. Thank you so much, Julie. It's been an absolute pleasure. And with that, I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of How Women Inspire. And because your inspiration should not stop when this podcast ends, head over to our website, howwomenlead.com. Follow us on LinkedIn at How Women Lead and subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app to find out how you can proactively take charge and step into your power through our workshops and activism in our loving network. We want to propel you. See you next time, ladies. And remember to be unabashedly visible.